Hi, my name is Ruby, and I'm a third year here at Sonoma State in the Hutchins program. Today, we're going to be talking about coral reefs and how climate change is affecting their population and decreasing coral reefs in general. So why are we talking about coral reefs today? Well, I grew up in San Diego, California, right next to the ocean. I would go there every day and surf and swim. And I also traveled with my family to Mexico a lot. So the ocean holds a special place in my heart. And I've seen firsthand, due to climate change, the drastic change in, changes in ocean and animal life. So it's, it's a pretty sad thing when something so important to you is decreasing because of what humans are doing. So that's why I think it's very important that people become more aware of this problem and, and learn ways to fix climate change so that the ocean life can still continue to thrive. The ocean takes up approximately 71% of Earth's surface area. So think about a time you've ever seen a coral reef or seen an ecosystem in the ocean somewhere. There's a lot of life that forms down there. And with climate change issues becoming such a big problem in today's day and age, the coral reefs are being taken away from the ocean, which causes a lot of problems for the whole ocean's ecosystem as a whole. Many Many things are dying due to climate change. Okay, so there are two main results due to climate change affecting the coral reefs. First, the first one is ocean temperatures rising and coral bleaching. We're first going to talk about ocean temperatures rising. Marine migration will slowly slow down because each animal holds a specific temperature tolerance. Um, so so they won't be able to migrate to the south to the south if they needed um and so each animal will sl slowly die off due to not being able to migrate when they need to migrate because of the hot waters for example also some fish can't live in like hot hot waters but if the hot water is rising because climate change is rising then those fish who are need to be in cold water will die off In addition to temperatures rising, the ocean acidification is increasing. So what is ocean acidification? According to the website National Ocean Services, ocean acidification refers to the reduction of the pH of the ocean over an extended period of time, which caused by primarily by uptake of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. So carbon dioxide is going into the atmosphere because we humans are burning those fossil fuels and the ocean isn't, isn't really like, no, like good with the carbon dioxide. So it reduces the abundance of photoplankton and photoplankton is like the start, is at the bottom of the food chain. So it's like the start to many of the ocean's creatures. So with CO2 in the ocean, it causes a downfall of the photoplankton, which is very bad. It's very bad essentially for the coral reefs. 
So overall, the ocean temperatures are causing a downfall in the migration systems of animals, and it's causing the ocean temperatures to become more acidic, which is very bad for the wildlife. Moving forward, we're going to be talking about coral bleaching. What is coral bleaching? But first, before I answer that question, when you think of a when you think of a piece of coral, what color what color is it? If you say that it's white, it's not really supposed to be white. That's the coral bleaching. According to the NOAA Coral Reef Conservation Program, Coral bleaching is a stress response caused by the breakdown of the symbolic relationship between the coral and the algae that live inside its tissue. When the coral expels, these algae of coral skeleton becomes visible, giving it a pale bleached appearance. Mass bleaching events have been linked to the mounting of thermal stress associated with the warming planet and seas, and are expected to continue increasing through the frequency. Though many species and individual coral colonies can withstand more stress than others, corals will eventually die if the stressor does not abonate and it does not stop. So, due to the high warming, it's the corals, um, it's the corals' immediate reaction to like give off these things that's causing the white bleaching so coral are actually supposed to be very colored and the bleaching is just a stress thing that happens because the temperatures are rising in the ocean and they're essentially dying off it's also important to note that the rise of co2 has been happening for more than 200 years or since the industrial revolution due to factories on the coastal lines the increase of the CO2 is absorbed by seawater, which creates chemical reactions resulting into increased concentration of those molecules. This increase causes seawater to become more acidic and causes carbonate ions to be relatively less abundant. These changes in ocean chemistry can affect the behavior of non-calcifitic organisms as well. Certain fish's ability to detect predators is decreased in more acidic waters. When these organisms are at risk, their entire food web may be at risk. So with the, with the acidic water increasing, the fish, they don't know how to adapt as well because they're not used to all those waters. And, and it's not just happening to the sea life, but also the coral reefs are becoming weaker and weaker due to cal. Um, calcification and it's breaking down their ability to sustain their big structures underwater and to produce life support for the rest of the ecosystems. Bleaching resistance is highly variable among corals as evidenced by the extremely variable responses of coral species to thermal stress. While some corals will show visible signs of bleaching only after one or, or two weeks at temperatures 1.5 Celsius above the normal maximum, others at the same location will not bleach unless these temperatures show more for, for more than four to six weeks. A strong hierarchy of resistance 
can be detected in the diverse coral emblases, such as those in the Western Pacific and Indian Oceans. Typically fine-structured and fast-growing corals with thin tissue and good connections between pliops tend to be the most succeedable to bleaching. Tissue thickness has been shown to correlate with the sustainability to bleaching, although the role and relative importance of these various traits remain to be thoroughly explored. Common examples of coral reefs with low resistance and are of the polyopsides. Now that we know more about the climate change effects on coral reefs, we're going to take a look into one of the main coral reefs in the world, the Great Barrier Reef. It is located in Queensland, Australia, and it is the largest living ecosystem in the world. This reef stretches for 1,429 miles, which is huge, and it's the largest coral reef in the world. It is visible from space, and it is ginormous, so there's like a lot of ecosystems that go into it, and a lot of wildlife, but since climate change has had drastic changes, the, the reef itself is dying, and there's a lot of damages to this reef. So we're going to go into more depth and learn more about this reef. So with all this being said, you would think that coral reefs could be gone forever real soon. Well, as the Great Barrier Reef is the largest one on the planet, it is deteriorating at a very fast rate. Over the past 30 years, we've seen it lose about five, not, we've seen it lose about 50% of its coral. So that means that we as humans have to act now, even though Australia is across the world. If we put in a movement to stop pollution and to stop climate change for just ourselves, then it can do a whole lot of change for the Great Barrier Reef and save a lot of the population that lives within it. So just to look like just those numbers are like scary. So you have to take into consideration what this whole world is doing. Climate change does not just affect us individually as people, but it's affecting our oceans across us in the world. I find it really interesting that coal is playing a huge part in threatening the reef's existence. For unexplainable reasons, the Queensland government has continued to support expanding coal mines and ports throughout the coast of Australia, which is causing, as anyone could picture, the reef's destruction. These ports and stuff are causing great masses of pollution to these reefs, which is killing off everything, and it's just a whole landslide of bad things happening to these reefs. You would think that these government officials would notice that their ecosystems are dying and they would stop making these productions and factories and coal ports and mines, but it's all about the money to them. And they don't care about a reef, but it's our chance in the world to do something right and to... (laughs) Sorry, guys. Sorry I laughed in that last clip. This whole podcast making things kind new to me but I just feel really powerful about the coral reefs and I think that we really do need to do something in order to change 
the world and to stop the pollution of climate change and to stop all of the dying ecosystems in the oceans because the ocean is so valuable to the world. Anyway, I was just saying how crazy it is that the government officials of Australia are saying okay to do make these ports and coal mines because it's destroying the coral reefs and their ecosystems. I just find all of that nonsense unbelievable. So with all this talk about how pollution and the humans destruction is beca- is becoming a part, huge problem to the reefs, we can also talk about the way that the ecosystems have changed and life adaptations beca- in result of the climate change. So one specific example we can see the starfish called the crown of thorn starfish, specifically in the Great Barrier Reef, um, eats about 40% of the lost coral. So this starfish feeds off of the coral, and it has been going on for the past 30 years, which has increased the, which has, in, the starfish has increased the decline of coral. And so there's been this, a short-term strategy to control the starfish population by injecting him with methods, um, which in the long run can maybe stop their need to eat the coral. But I thought it was just interesting to also look at the perspective that the life the life is changing because of the their food is changing, so that they have to look of other ways to survive. And so this starfish's only way to survive is eating the coral, but eating the coral causes a whole thing because it's homes for many other animals. So, so far we've talked about the many negative effects of climate change. We're going to move on to some positive light of the subject and talk about how things are trying to be restored and what people are trying to do to help preserve these reefs. So starting with the Great Barrier Reef, because we just discussed that, um, the the Reef 2050 Long-Term Sustainability Plan is produced by the Australian Government Department of the Environment. This plan includes emission reduction goals, government committees to control po- pollution and limiting the effects of nearby dredging. This plan is adequate, though, as there are not many concrete actions listed, but rather only broad guidelines and goals. It pays little attention to the threats of society associated with climate change and allows for expansion of the coal industry near the reef. So this idea, uh, this plan isn't really finalized, but I mean, it's a good start for something and every plan needs a start somewhere. So it's good that there's a, um, a small movement starting to help save the reef. And I think if many of more types of these movements were brought to the public's attention, that many people can support them and will start looking towards those positive insights to help save the world. And I mean, the Great Barrier Reef in Australia alone is pretty big. So if they can under, if the population of Australia can understand that, their reef is dying i would you would assume someone they would all try to pitch in and do their best to partake in that movement um now we're gonna look for now we're gonna look at like the reefs and how what people are doing to help restore them 
Ocean Today website shares a very positive and insightful way that people are starting to restore coral reefs. I highly recommend going to Ocean Today website and checking out this video that this website shares. It is a great and positive and lightful movement for saving the reefs. Um, the In the video, it explains that the coral reefs are in serious trouble and they're being destroyed by de po pollution, disease, climate change, and a large number of ships, which we've previously talked about in this podcast. Staghorn and elkhorn coral have become threatened species. These corals are the building blocks of the reefs in the Caribbean and the Florida Keys. To address these issues, NOAA and its partners started a coral reef restoration effort using innovative techniques like underwatering coral farming and reattaching broken coral pieces. These projects transplant and restore thousands of coral colonies on damaged reef sites. Trained scuba divers are given, given special permission to work on these reefs. These divers transplant new pieces of coral by using cement or epoxy putty. The goal is to restore the coral reef to allow the natural inhabitants at a chance to thrive. Scientists have found that the coral reefs grow and nurseries are able to reproduce in their new homes. This means staghorn and elkhorn have a chance for a comeback. It also means ge genetic diversity may be achieved along the coral reefs, allowing for stronger and more resilient ecosystems in our ocean. So this little transcript of the video shares that divers and, divers and scientists are doing the best that they can to make to, to, to conduct new studies to try to restore the, the coral reefs in the ecosystem. And I mean, it sounds like it's doing a pretty good job and, and the coral is adapting pretty easily. So this is very enlightening for the human population because we have a chance to save the to save the ocean, not the world yet, maybe the world someday, but but it's very eye opening to hear that the human's destruction can be saved. So throughout my podcast, I hope you guys have learned a lot about coral reefs and how important it is to save them and to start being conscious of what we are doing to our ocean. This means by cutting up your plastic soda cans to save the turtles, to stop throwing away water in the gutters, to a whole bunch of different things that are causing climate change and the destruction of our coral reefs. I think it's a very, un very important understanding to see that the coral reefs are a huge ecosystem that that make our whole oceans thrive and without the coral reefs the ocean would literally not have any wildlife so I think that's an important statement to realize and to try to force us to become better humans to our earth. In addition I shared some insightful ways that we can help restore and, and what people are doing to restore the coral reefs, but we can all you can also check out different pages, and I know the Surf Rider Foundation also might do stuff with the coral reefs, but it really just comes down to us as individuals and how you think saving the world, saving the world, is how important it is to you. 
And with the ocean being so close to my heart, I think it's very important for me to spread the word. So that is what my purpose here on this podcast is. Some of the articles I've shared in today's podcast as my resource have been Oceans Today, NA articles from NOAA, and Greenpeace. I hope you enjoyed my podcast about coral reefs, and I hope I've tried to inspire you to do a difference in the world and to make our ocean a better place. Thank you. Bye.